Hello everyone! I'm here today to talk to you about video games. And yes, I will be from time to time jumping from this topic to comic books, but mostly for comic books because that's pretty much what I've been doing for the last 30 plus years. So I figure, you know, every once in a while, spice it up a little bit and give you something a little bit extra. I've been playing video games since I can remember. I have always enjoyed playing a good video game. My first original system was the NES, and to this day, I still enjoy playing a good NES title. There's nothing better than playing something from your childhood that you ever remember, and to this day, still holds up quite well. And let's just say, there's always something to be said about that nostalgia factor. You just really can't put a price on nostalgia. There is just something about it you just can't seem to ever find yourself being without. That being said, I found myself always wanting to play these video games, but as time goes on, you can't always do that because the older systems aren't always available to play on the newer TVs, simply for the reason that you can't always play them on the machine because the flat screen TV doesn't always have the support that you can play it on that. You can buy the other devices for it, which is fine, but if you wanted to play a game such as Duck Hunt, which uses a zapper gun, or a super scope game on the SNES, well, you can't play those games on a flat screen TV. They only work on the old CRT TVs. So it kind of makes you think, okay, well, how am I supposed to play these games? I loved playing them as a kid. I still want to play them today. But you decide what you want to do what's best for you. Anyway, I have definitely been playing a lot of games over the years. But there was a dry spell for about 15 to 18 years. And I am not kidding. I still was able to play all the video games, though, because my cousins and friends and everybody had all the all their consoles so they had the playstations and the segas and the playstation one two three and then of course they had the xbox they had the sega genesis they had the atari they had the nes the snes they, they had everything so really there wasn't any point for me to buy the game system if someone already had it then you know just play it at their house it just saves you a lot of money in the long run, and I'm sure a lot of people at some point in time did that, because I know I did. Because as a kid, you're pretty much at the mercy of whatever happens, and most of that comes down to waiting for your birthday, Christmas, or some type of holiday during the year, or maybe if you save up your allowance long enough, you can go out and buy yourself that wonderful game that you've been wanting to get for a long time. So, give yourself extra chores around the house, script and save everything you can together, and then you can go out and buy yourself a new video game. But as an adult, you get yourself a job, and you have yourself a little bit of an or income. Not, I mean, I'm not suggesting you go out and buy everything all at once, but you do have some income that you can spend on video games, and, you know, it makes it a little easier on yourself. So... You just do what you can with that situation. Now, that being said, I also 
go to retro gaming stores, which will offer you every video game possible from Atari 2600 to current day PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch titles. And I recently went to a gaming store called the Game MD, which is located out on Tecumseh Road and Reverd. It's right beside Percy Hatfield's office, but that's not important. <laughs> anyway, that's where it's located. It's right across from the Fresh Co. And if you wanted to go in there and buy some stuff, they will definitely be more than accommodating to your situation. If they don't have the game, then, well, you know, unfortunately, they, they don't always have everything that you're looking for, but if it's a newer title, they'll be happy to get you a copy, no problem. I mean, if it's available to purchase, then sure, they can order another copy for you, no problem. They'll be happy to do it. And they'll also be happy to order you any other things that you may need, whether it be statues, or Pokemon cards, or, you know, board games. You know, they do that. And they're really good with it, too. They also fix all of your consoles as well. Now, keeping in mind, depending on what's wrong with the console, they might not be able to fix it. I mean, if it's completely shot to hell, yeah, it's not going to get fixed. But if it's just a slightly cosmetic problem, then yeah, they can fix it. They have the price points on the wall. If you need to look at it, there's a little list there. And then you can just go from that price point and decide, okay, I want to fix it. You leave them your information. You pay for the console to be fixed. You then they'll give you a shout and then you can come pick it up. <laughs> no problem. Roy knows what he's doing. He's been doing this for a long time. He used to work in Tool and Die. The man knows what he's doing. Now, as for me, I've been buying video games since I can remember. <laughs> My very first game was obviously on the Nintendo, and it was Super Mario Brothers. Everybody who bought a Nintendo got themselves Super Mario Brothers, either by purchasing it with the bundle pack or buying the game on its own. It was one of the most popular games on the system. And there were so many different little secrets about the game at the time that when you purchased it, you didn't always know, okay, wait, what was that again? Where did that come from? What's that mushroom? What's this pipe do? Wait, how did you get to that area? Th there were so many different little secrets. You didn't know about them at the time because as a child in the 1980s, <laughs> I was born in 83, mind you, but by the time 1989 rolled around, I was six. But as a child, before the internet, you didn't know what was going on. You had to walk into the school and trade all of your little secrets for your lunch money or your sandwich or some crazy thing to get some information from the kid who played all these video games and basically knew a little bit more than you did. So with that being said, consider yourselves lucky that in today's day and age, you have a lot more information at your fingertips than I did at my age when I was growing up the same age that you are right now. I didn't have all that luxury, but you know what? I actually kind of made it more fun because it allowed you to explore, it allowed you to find new things, and it allowed you to find out those little secrets that you may not, not have known about. So, 
the retro gaming systems are absolutely amazing. If you don't have one, well, there's options for you. You can buy the NES Classic, the SNES Classic, you can also buy the Sega Genesis Mini, or if you want, you can also buy the PlayStation Classic, which I've heard isn't all that good. But hey, if you want to buy it, it's up to you. I'm not going to say boo hiss about one way or another. In any capacity, it could have been a little bit more constructed and it may have been a little bit better if they maybe included some other games as opposed to the ones that were included with it. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> Anywho, I'm only putting out this intro because I have a little interview with Roy at the Game MD, which I will now be handing over to myself, obviously, because I'm the one that recorded the interview. I hope you all enjoy it, and I hope to have more guests on my show. This is episode three of Corner of Creases and Corners podcast. Please feel free to subscribe and tell all your friends about it. I really do appreciate all of you listening. You're all absolutely amazing. And thank you so much. Have yourselves a lovely day. And as always, game, geek, and be a responsible nerd. It never hurts to be one of those. Believe you me, being responsible nowadays, especially being a nerd, it's always something you need to be careful about. Because you never know, those trolls are out there everywhere. Those gaming trolls are the worst. Alrighty, I'll see you around the mic. Until next time, bye. Hello, everybody. This is me, Daniel, again. Welcome to episode three of Creases and Corners. Today, we're going to be taking a small break from the comic books. And today, I'm going to be talking to a local retailer who sells video games. And here he is. His name is Roy, and he owns the Game MD. How's it going, Roy? It's going terrific. Nice to have you, Dan. Yeah, thank you. So, tell me, what exactly it is that you decided to go into this business, and why did you feel that you needed to do this? Well, with the, it all started with the repair business. There was the Xbox 360s at the time. They were all failing, same with the PlayStation 3s, and uh, mine, it failed. So I figured out how to fix it to save myself uh, a lot of money, and then someone mentioned uh, an online service, and uh, I got uh, advertising from there, and then it just uh, erupted to the point where I needed to get myself a storefront. And if you have a storefront, you can't just do one thing, you have to do multiple. So we started with the retail of video games, and then we expanded from there. So now that you have the retail store, tell me sort of the ups and downs of having a store, because I know that there's a lot of ins and outs when it comes to it. Well, when you first realize that the profit margins are very, very low, uh, it's, uh, it's quite breathtaking, to be honest. Uh, for instance, uh, with a, a brand new uh, uh, console, there is no money to be made at all. You lose uh, 3 to $5 per machine, and then you make some money on the uh, uh, on the controllers, the video games, and so from there we had to expand. Uh, we had to, uh, you know, we were selling Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh, then plushies, then figures, and then uh, if you, you name it, we pretty much have it. So... You're basically saying that the real money isn't in the new stuff, it's more on the old retro stuff. Yeah, yeah, with the old retro stuff, I mean, that's my first love. I uh, I 
My first machine was my Atari 2600, the Heavy Sixer. It was so beautiful, black with the wood grain. Ooh, I can just I can just imagine it right now. I think he's having a nerdgasm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Okay, so now that, okay, so that now that you have all the retro stuff, do you find that the digital market is killing the retro sales, or do you think that's not going to be an issue? Because that's the hot button topic at the moment. I'm just wondering what your take on all that is. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the uh, with the digital market, it you don't own the game. Like it's not the real. It's not the real deal. Uh, I find with myself that uh, if I have a game that I don't have physical, I do not play it. Uh, I mean, you can download uh, hundreds of games and only play two. So why would you download those hundreds of games just to say you have them? So basically, you feel that the physical media is a better way to go, only in the sense of that you own the game and that it doesn't gonna just disappear on you because of some update that they put out there or patch that somehow magically appears and then, oh, your game's gone. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, you, you own something physical, something that's actually worth something. Uh, you can show your friends, family that you have, uh, say, uh, an old Nintendo game or Super Nintendo or even Sega Genesis. Uh, but uh, you, you the show them that you have this game on your phone, I mean, they're not interested. Okay. Now, I also realize that the online sales are a big factor. Tell me how you feel about that. Oh, well, with the online, uh, we uh, we survive because people can trade in their old for the new product or they can trade in their old for even old product it, it's a it's it's a great way to be with online you cannot do that you have to pay and you pay with credit cards and if your credit card bills they mount up uh, in the financial crisis is just around the corner okay so how do you see your, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years in terms of your business? I know you've said in the past that you don't know where this is going to go, but I have a feeling that if people decide to come to their senses, maybe they'll decide to realize, okay, maybe having a physical or indoor actual copy of something as opposed to ordering it off of Amazon or getting it a digital way is a better way to go. Tell me how you think about that. Well, um, I've never personally uh, purchased anything off of Amazon, and I don't really think that I would. Uh, I prefer going to the small mom-and-pop places, even with the restaurants. I don't go to chains. Um, uh, Windsor's my home. I, I love this place. Uh, but with the, the online, is it convenient? Sure. But if you look at the prices, it's not, it, it's not cracked up what it's cracked up to be. Like, uh, I've had many people come in saying that uh, they purchased a game that was $50 when I had it for 30 like, You have to do your shopping. But uh, I just, it's, it's tough, uh, and it's, uh, it, it's hard to change people's minds once they, they realize that online is, uh, is easier. But coming into a store, seeing it, uh, being educated on the product and such, that's where we strive. Okay, so... You obviously know your stuff, and when people come in here and they ask you a question, you have an answer for it. I find that to be quite good, because I'd rather have someone like you, for instance, who knows what they're talking about, as opposed to walking into, say, wherever, and having the person not know anything about it. Have you had the experience of where you walk into somewhere, asking about a game, and then they look at you completely confused? Oh, yeah. Uh, not necessarily a game, but uh, uh, any product. Uh, went into a big box store to uh, uh, to purchase something, and 
I asked them a simple question where uh, the music CDs were. And uh, no one could give me a, a, a correct answer until maybe, I'd say, 10, 12 minutes later, they came over and told me that they don't sell CDs anymore. And that's a, a huge part of your business if, that you don't know that you don't sell them anymore. I mean, I would know if I didn't sell Pokemon cards anymore, uh, but that's just me. Okay, so obviously being a small business, you prefer to have that social interaction with people as opposed to the big box stores. Because I've had experiences where I walked into a big box store and nobody's even bothered to help me. Yeah. I walk in here and I get help all the time. And I let me just say right now, I know that if I walk in here, I'm never going to be disappointed. So, so tell me exactly why it is you feel some people are so irritated by you, not because of the way you deal with things, because I know you've told me stories in the past can you expand on that? Well, uh, people, don't, they don't know who I am. Uh, whenever you walk into the store, you're either greeted with a, with a hello, a smile, or a wave. I mean, uh, we, we uh, recognize that you are in our store. We do not force you to purchase anything. Um, there's some people that just, uh, that just assume that uh, I will work for free, uh, which is not a fact. Uh, I don't believe that anyone should work for free. No, uh, I, I don't ask anybody to work for free. That's and ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um, I've had uh, some uh, some negative reviews, but I mean, that just means that you're honest. OK, well, I, I, I thank you for your time. I know you're busy and I will cut it right here. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Hey, thanks for having me, Dan. Not a problem. And I will see you around on the mic. And as always, remember to game and geek responsibly. Have a nice day. Bye. That was good. again this is just a quick little this is just a quick little uh, recap of everything from this episode that I'm about to put out I thank you very much to the game MD Roy and Don for letting me do this little interview on the spot for them and if you want any of your gaming related paraphernalia whether it be a controller a nunchuck or in any way shape or form you know, a, a game in itself, a board game, or any other gaming-related anything, really, feel free to please stop by there. They are located at 5452 Tecumseh Road East and Reverd, right across from the Fresh Co. I am not being paid to say this, and if you mention this podcast, they're going to look at you and think, okay, you're totally losing it, and that you're nuts. But that's beside the point. I am not being paid to say this, and there is no promotion involved other than me just having shopped there for so many years and me promoting a small local business who needs every last bit of your business that they possibly can get. Because I would hate for small businesses to be drawn up by the larger ones. Let's face it, a small business is a more personal business, and there is always room for a more one-on-one -on -one contact and let's face it, having that personal touch is everything nowadays. You're not going to find that in a big box retailer. You walk in there and it's so impersonal. So go to a small retailer, support them, and let's be thankful that they exist. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time. And next time around, we'll be talking about 
all that you need to know about Comic-Con. All the ins and outs, ups and downs, and tips and tricks that you need to get by when going to one of these events. Until then, see you on the mic. Game, geek, and be the most responsible that you can possibly be. Always continue to geek on. Bye!